There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? This is the path that Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. You are a collector. Well, I dabble. I don't dabble. My family has been looking for this fortune for a very long time. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he's just threatening to kill me. Don't touch your ear like that. You look like an idiot. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome in, man fam. Mad about movies. I'm your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by my lovely co hosts, Kent Garrison and Richard Barton. How are you, fellas? Excellent. Doing great. Doing great. I like that, that Jason Garrett there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've got a guest this week as well because uh, we always book guests for Oscar winning movies. And so that's what we did in this case. Obviously, Uncharted is the early favorite for Best Picture 2022. Uh, we're really stoked to talk about it tonight. So we brought in a guest, Mr. Ryan Kirk. How's it going, Ryan? Good, man. Just excited to talk about this Best Picture winner coming up. <laughs> Surprised you agree. He agreed to come back after the, <laughs> the, the experience on the Predator episode. Yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment, guys. <laughs> yeah. We, what are you we doing were talking here, off sir? the air. I, Ryan, I think this is his fourth turn here, uh, Mad About Movies. And, uh, the other three episodes are Heat, so one of the best movies ever. That's good. But then also The Predator and Terminator. Which Terminator? I don't remember. Genesis? Uh, Dark Fate. No, I managed to dodge Genesis. Dark Fate. Dark Fate, the one where that Linda existed. Hamilton came back. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Linda Hamilton. Yep. Okay. That was so, that one. You know, You're on a okay. year. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm on the Star- upswing. <laughs> right. You started low, and uh, and then you're now you're here, man. Now you're here. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being here. it's good to be here man it's good always a good time we look forward to talking we're talking about uncharted tonight uh, a movie that has been in the works for mm, i think 37 years or so something it was late uh it was dirt it was greenlit right between like eisenhower was already elected (laughs) but he hadn't his term uh-huh. had not started okay. yet, so he was sure. still president-elect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was Truman into that. Right. So it was it right in that little on, window there. Right. Yeah. It is based on a video game that was first popularized on the Commodore 64. <laughs> the yeah, they bought the rights when <laughs> the cop video game started, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. all right, we need to get they're, this started. Four years later. Picture. Yeah. We're going to make Pong and Uncharted. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Still working on Pong, though. Yeah. Still, still Don't count time. it out. Still got time. We used to have a Rihanna is Pong. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, not, I'm, in. You know. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. What else? <laughs> of Battleship fame. Yes. Exactly. Yes. She can yeah. make that a little niche for us. She can do Battleship, <laughs> Pong. Um, I, uh, I I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Yeah. Um, Uncharted is a a video game series on uh, on PlayStation. I think it's PlayStation exclusive, isn't it, Ryan? Am I yeah, yeah, okay. it is. I don't. So here's my deal. I'll 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 start this, and then uh, 
I want to get uh, Kent and Richard. I want to get if see if you have any background with this, and then we're going to turn it over to Ryan because he he definitely does. I don't like video games, or I should say, I'm not good at video games, and I don't have uh, I don't have the, like the patience for it. So I'm not. I don't. I don't play a lot of video games. Almost all of the video games that I played in my life have been FIFA or Madden or something something sports related like that. This is like the only series I think that I've consistently played. It's like I've I've played a Tomb Raider here or there or a Bond one or a Star Wars game or something like that. But none of them that I'm like, I okay, there's a new one of these. Cool, I'm gonna play it. And I did with Uncharted. I've played all of the uh prop the the the, the I, I did not play the Lost Legacy ones. I didn't know that was a thing until like a couple of weeks ago. But uh all of the Uncharted proper uh, video games, which I think there are what four of them, Ryan? We just, yeah, we there's like the, okay. the main ones. There's uh, four. Okay, so I really like these games. I think they're a lot of fun. They get a good mix of um, action. It's not repetitive. The campaign is night is a good length. Like it's not. This is going to be the rest of my life is playing this this game. But it it also, you know, you don't feel like you're getting ripped off like you do with some games where you're like, cool, that was six hours and it cost me eighty dollars. What do I, you know, um. So I, I dig these games. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, we all know the history of, of video game movies, though. So it's kind of hard to be excited about uh, a, a video game movie, give, knowing what we know and just kind of seeing how these things have, have played out over, over the last 20 years. So um, I, I kind of went into this as uh, sim. I, I don't know if I would say excited about this, but at least like kind of in a place where I'm like, I can see how these games are somewhat cinematic and could be, you know, fun Indiana Jones knockoff kind of movies. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about whether I got, got my money's worth or not, but, uh, Kent, Richard, you boys, if y'all played in, do you know what these, any, you have any familiarity with this series? Have you played these at all? Do you remember when they were, <laughs> when we first were announced in like 2012 or whatever, uh, anything like that, that, that sticks out before we get into the, the, the actual movie in the review? I did not know these were video game based until about six and a half days ago. Okay. So <laughs> the answer to your question for wow. me is a no. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew of the Uncharted uh, video games. I had never played them uh, before. I'd always seen them. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Uncharted had something to do with like stuck on a desert island. Okay. okay. I, I To me, I just... I don't know why I thought that's what the plot was of the whole time. It's like, you're stuck on a desert island. Can you get off Uncharted 3? Drake's missing. You know, I thought that was, you're Drake and you're trying to, I don't know. I didn't know it was an Indiana Jones story really at all. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, it makes sense that they would turn it into a movie. But to answer your question, I am not familiar with Uncharted. Never played the games. Don't really play video games a lot. But I'm super into video game culture and watch a ton of video game documentaries. And I love, I follow video games. I follow, I guess, what's coming out and all that kind of stuff. But I don't play. I'm not a gamer, but I'm super interested in the culture of it and uh, and all that. I I think Mm -hmm. I find it really interesting and all the properties are really fun and all that kind of stuff. And so I think there's potential for some of them to to branch off into, you know, non-video game stuff, but... Uncharted was not one that I had circled. No. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Ryan, I'm turning it over to you. You you are the uh, you're the video game expert of the four of us, and you have played all these these uh, games. 
did you did you have were you still able to maintain the anticipation for this given um the 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 history of video game movies is was this like yeah this one's going to be different um or were you kind of taking my approach of you know i'm hoping for a good time but i'm not going to be too let down if it's not given everything we've we've seen to this point yeah so i'd say it's probably pretty similar to you just you know hoping to find something entertaining but to be honest until i saw a trailer for this i never thought uh, it would actually come out because it's been forever sure. right yeah it's um, been a running joke with us uh at least like in the discord and stuff over the years of like okay i'll believe it when that movie actually comes out because they've announced it so many times it feels like and yeah exactly so ba- basically i was just hoping that uh if it eventually did come out that it would be you know entertaining i didn't expect it to uh obviously be a copy uh, of a video mm-hmm. game because mm-hmm. you know video games 20 hours long and the movie's two hours so right but uh yeah i, I from playing the games they, they have a uh, ton of stuff to draw from so i was just hoping that uh, they'd be able to put out something that's entertaining and watchable mm-hmm. sure let's talk about tom holland first and then uh and then we can we can go from there because this has changed hands as far as who we think is going to be the lead a, a bunch of times over the years nathan fillion is the first one that i remember as being like uh, there was a massive campaign to make him uh, Nathan Drake because he just he kind of has a similar vibe in the game. The voice is somewhat similar. He kind of has the at least Nathan Fillion seems like his entire purpose in life is to have fan campaigns. Asking <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I know, I know. Either be certain characters or keep certain projects going or whatever. Sure, he's yeah. the most. <laughs> his There's got to be more change.org signature you know signatures yeah. about nathan fillion right. than there are about like climate change <laughs> yeah this one was probably just to get him to change his last name to drake and brian would have been yeah. in though brian's been in brian's watched i think the completest fillion and you would have had to watch that you've seen castle what's the yeah. other ones he's done uh, the, rookie. the rookie i think is what it's called yeah, yeah. i was at a uh i was at a, an establishment a couple of weeks ago um <laughs> and they were <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound so much I know, worse. It makes it sound <laughs> we so all much went. worse. I was at a bar recently. Reruns uh, of uh, before, of, yeah, of Castle met, and you and you yeah, stayed all exactly. night. Yeah, I met Tobin <laughs> and Matt at a bar before we went to see a movie a couple weeks ago, and it was it was a Sunday night. It's a Sunday night at nine o'clock or something, and the bar was. I guess there was no sports or something. I don't know, but the bar was. It was the weekend between uh, when when uh, b- before the Super Bowl, so there was no. There was nothing. Uh, Pro Bowl but, weekend. <laughs> yeah, Pro Bowl weekend. Well, so that's what it was. That's exactly what it was because one TV had Pro Bowl week, Pro Bowl on it, and the other three were playing the rookie <laughs> Pro Bowl wow. skills competition like, too. What's so happening it here? Like, uh, it was yeah. pretty wheels off, from what I could tell, <laughs> looking across the bar. Is the rookie uh, still on? We did that on our yeah, pilots. dude. It was well, it was on two night two two weeks ago on a Sunday night. Oh my night, goodness! Uh, wow. At Taste Buds Live uh, <laughs> by the mall. <laughs> There's a, a spinoff was just ordered this month for it. Fillion oh, has nice to spin-off. know at this point. Wow! Like whatever show he's on is going to get. Is only gonna go until he decides it, it's gonna end. Like <laughs> every show he's canceled, been on, it'll never uh, be Fire, canceled. F- right after Firefly, lives. like he can't lose. He's the opposite of Dag. Dag can't get yeah. on a show that lasts more than two seasons. He can't get on a show that lasts less than eight. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like he's got. He's good, by the way. I'm not. This is a no, no. Yeah, yeah, he's, he would have been great good. for this. You know, it's he would have. Yeah, I agree. He yeah, he 10 years been. ago, especially, he would have been really good yeah. at it. I think now he's sort of past the, uh, past yeah, it's the hard age for in the prime. Um, for this I'm sure season. they, I, I don't know. So, Ryan, 
educate me here a bit. Yeah. The, so Nathan Fillion's probably 50 and Tom Holland is probably 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the character I would uh, imagine is was aged down a bit for this. Is the character supposed to be like 30? Yeah, so he's like And they in kind of 30s. fit it. Okay. Yeah. I assume but, that kind of just by context yeah. clues, but well, that, you get Tom Holland, you get Tom. I mean, right. this thing it, actually made money. The only things that make money anymore <laughs> are movies with Tom Holland in Tom them, Holland. and it shows how funny, like how if they had just made Chaos Walking uh-huh. or yeah. whatever it's called a two out of ten instead of a negative thirty <laughs> out of ten, they would have made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes no sense. You know, always be in the Tom Holland business. Yeah, this starts with the the aging starts with actually starts with Wahlberg because. Sully, the character in the in the video games, is an older man. Like he's in his, what would you yeah. say? Yeah, but if his name's Sully, you gotta get <laughs> say hi to your mother for me, Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. My, my think, favorite line in this was, "My name's Sullivan. People call me Sully." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, like you <laughs> had to say that him. for us yeah. to know that people call you Sully. Yeah. <laughs> like, call me Sully, and then Holland goes, "Don't worry, I won't." Oh, nice comeback. <laughs> Got him. We're not friends. We're not friends. Just going to let you guys know, the script-wise, we have to let the audience know they are script not Script writing 101. Right yeah. I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I still, still hate you. you. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, so when you when you get Wahlberg and Sully goes from a, I don't know, what would you say, Ryan, a 68-year-old man? Yeah, like I, he's to, like a... He's, definitely around 60 i know in in i think the first game i think they say he's in his late 50s but okay yeah he, he could definitely pass for like a, a mid 60s and he definitely or, doesn't look like mark Wahlberg. no 50 no whatever he is definitely not point. yeah my question is uh, why did they cast a inventor from texas in that role <laughs> that's all i see Wahlberg as yeah typecast he's always playing <laughs> yeah Texan innovators. Ever yeah. since Transformers, I can only yeah. see Inventor from Texas. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great point. So bad. So bad. Uh yeah. So you get Wahlberg, you get Holland. Uh, let me ask you this, Ryan. Did did I mean I think we all like Tom Holland. I'm not as sold on Tom Holland maybe as as like Holland Nation is, you know, but but yeah. as a whole, I I dig his work and I think he's better than Spurs fan. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I think he's probably not quite as good as as uh, as Holland Nation wants us to believe, but not as bad as you you would expect, or just potentially could be. Given, hey, he's just in these Marvel movies and he's seven years old. You know, um, I think yeah. he's got he's got a little more than that. Did that? Did, well, let's go. Did 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 Holland kind of fit the Nathan Drake mold that you expect, given uh, your your appreciation for the games? Uh, for me personally, um, not really, but. Mm-hmm. He was. I still enjoyed it, but it wasn't uh, Nate for me. But that also comes with the plot. Like this movie is kind of a prequel, so yeah. like Uncharted. So you know, if they're going to continue the story, he can obviously you know grow with the character and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that that's what they were doing going in. So I was kind of hoping to just you know have a full form Nathan Drake already, sure. like the persona and like be that character, but. For me, when I'm just thinking about it, uh, the person that comes to my mind right away would be uh, Oscar Isaac. I think he would be perfect. Okay, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, he didn't re- embody Nathan Drake for me, but I still think he did uh, a good enough job to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. 
I think I, it was kind of smart to do prequel. If you're going to cast Tom Holland and that, I, again, I think that's the right, it's a smart move because yeah. you're going to win at the box office. But if you're going to cast him, um, I think it's smart to do kind of a prequel thing before you just start like doing the plots from the video game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and give it some chance to, uh, Give us some chance for that for him to kind of make that character his own a little bit before you yeah. jump right in. To I think else. I think it had to be blank in Uncharted. Like I, mm-hmm. I think this movie had to have that for it to have sure. a chance because I think uh, you know video game fans on their own has proven not to work financially, mm-hmm. and this yeah. movie cost one hundred and twenty million dollars to, to to make. It's uh, very expensive. I thought. I could have made this for 75, 80, 90 million, but, um, oh, whatever we are. that was, um, the, was the holdover, like, cause they had to stop halfway through or whatever, yeah. if that feeds into that right. or what, I don't know. Or I just feel like honestly, half the budget the for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Just the pre, I wonder how much of it, honestly, is just like the Delaying stop it. start over the last 10 years. Hiring so many yeah. different part writers of that that bleeds and all that. Into that you know, well, that. I think to that point, you're either going to get Tom Holland or I mean, who else? Chris Pratt. Like who else could you put in a yeah. movie like this that, that you could say, okay, that's going to make money because blank is in it sure. at this point in time. Right. Like in 2020, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm trying to think, you know, the rock, I mean, yeah. the rock can't be Drake in this, you right. know? Um, right. So there's a very limited mm-hmm. amount of people. I mean, Chris Evans, I don't know. He's probably yeah, at, one on of the way Chris's out. Maybe, I mean, um, Obviously, I mean, Chris Pine. I I, yeah. I like Chris. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine would have been my my choice. Sure. But yeah. does Chris Pine in Uncharted does that right. do super well? I don't think so. You know, it yeah, does, I, I don't do know better than enough, a Tom Holland one. Yeah, I think Holland is is a, it's a smart bet financially. It's a smart, yes. smart bet financially. So let me ask you this, Kent. We've we've seen Holland in uh, obviously we've seen all all the Marvel movies. We saw Chaos Walking, which like shouldn't count really for anything because that was filmed in uh 2007 you know so it's it is what it is and then we we've seen cherry Tom Holland hit puberty during that <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> they had to take a six-month break for his voice yeah to change. Her, uh, middle middle of a scene he just <laughs> yeah it's like wow hey daisy like, oh, yeah. oh no um yeah and then we you know we saw cherry last year which was was not good and uh kind of uh obvious a pretty big pretty big failure can how do you feel about Tom Holland outside of of the MC outside of of Peter Parker slash Spider Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're forgetting Brian about the devil all the time, which is my <laughs> I did, favorite. I always forget about backwoods that. Mm-hmm. themed movie of 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was better in that than some of the other guys that were in that. For whatever that's that's worth, one of the most like depressing movies I've seen in a long time. But uh, I thought he was better if i remember anything about it i feel like yeah he was pretty good compared to you know even pattinson or jason clark like people who are more, maybe more established as quote-unquote actors um i thought he was okay but but you what do, what yeah. do you think about not spider-man tom Holland? <laughs> i think he has a lot of potential as an actor um i mm-hmm. could see him having a really successful i mean oddly like a garfield type career where you know he can do some some different type stuff and still be really successful. But I think he's guilty of right now is leaning into what works for him, which is Peter Parker. And so for this movie, 
I was expecting like, oh, I'm excited to see Tom Holland in a, an action movie that's not Spider-Man. Like that's what I was mm-hmm. most excited for. But to me, this performance was basically Peter Parker. <laughs> you know, he was kind of fumbling, bumbling, right. didn't really kind of the fish out of water, uh, Michael J. Fox thing going on again. And that's, that's, that's fine. That's a really good comparison. That's mm-hmm. a really good comparison. And, yeah. and that's fine. But like, I want to see him, uh, I don't know, do something different, be, work with the director. That'll push him in a different direction. But I think if you cast Tom Holland, you're like, okay, Tom, just sure do yeah. it, do what you did there. But you know, not the same basically. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not like the character of Nathan Drake was super established. So he, he could kind of make it his own since you know, he was so much younger than what people knew. And this is kind of a, the first movie and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I think he has potential as a, as a leading man, as a, you know, an Oscar caliber type actor, like a Chalamet, you know, type, type guy, if he can mm-hmm. pick the right projects, but now he's just, he's Spider-Man and he's leaning into the charisma that has made him successful in Spider-Man, which is uh, that personality. And so I'm excited to see if he has anything else up his sleeve. That's a good way to put it. Uh, what about you, Richard? Yeah, I mean, the Michael J. Fox piece is interesting because people forget what a big movie star he was for a while um, across a few different things, but definitely anchored by Back to the Future, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Which Spider-Man could be for him. Yeah, I mean, he's – and both are effortlessly charming, winning screen presences that you root for, but you're also kind of distracted the whole time by how little they are. Um, So there's a lot of – that was a good pull, Kent. I'm jealous of that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I know he's not that young anymore. I mean, he's still very young in the grand scheme of things, but I still think of him as like 15 and as much as right. Yeah, I same. still think there's like, oh, there's so much more to come and change and can't wait to watch, you know, and maybe there's not, maybe he kind of is just this, mm-hmm. um, type, which is fine. It's perfectly, it's a heck of a career and he'll make a lot of money and in the right projects, he'll be great. Um, but we'll see what kind of range he has going forward. He definitely tried some things and and we'll just have to see. I mean, the biggest thing for him, I think, career-wise is to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. If he can do that <laughs> and keep extending that. that deal, he'll be fine. Because, I mean, Downey hasn't done right. that much good stuff since he was Iron Man, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a, a one or two things here or there, but like right. most of it's been kind of meh, you know? Or it yeah. just doesn't exist because he's rich and doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so there is something about those iconic Marvel parts that I think really pigeonhole you. But they pigeonhole you with millions of dollars and and they're good movies. So you kind of allow the, the hole to be pigeoned, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, no, as long as you have that backing you up, you can you can kind of take some chances or, or, or you can not take some chances. You can kind of wait and see and and see what comes to you. If, if that's the way you want to go with it, I get the sense that he's more of a, let's, let's do some stuff and see what happens kind of guy. But, um, there's, there, he's got a couple of options on that front. I mean, he, he does have the kind of perpetual boyishness and man, you mentioned Michael J. Fox. That's a really, I hadn't thought about that either. Can't DiCaprio is the one that I always think of because I just think of how, what a, teen heartthrob he was for to me for um, a decade to me holland yeah. is holland is michael j fox and dicaprio is chalamet to me yeah I, I can totally see that because i i mean i don't know how big like like 
size wise. Because Tom sh- Holland looks like he's DiCaprio kind of broke on I mean, the scene. Like Muggsy Bogues, I feel like in so. in some yeah. really <laughs> good Oscar-y type roles, right? And well, uh, yeah. See, so that's the thing. It's like, look, he if you're if you're buying stock in Tom Holland, and there's a lot of people that are, and I'm I'm you know I'll be one of them. It's at some point, I think he tried this with Cherry, and it just didn't work out. In part because it just wasn't a very good movie, but in part because he maybe isn't just isn't quite ready for it yet. Well, and the movie industry is totally different than it was when DiCaprio 100%. was doing that in 1993. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah, there's three sure. of those movies a year, so you have to right. hope there's a part for you. Whereas there was 30 then. For sure, for sure. But it took. I mean, it takes DiCaprio really until Gangs of New York to kind of shed yeah. the boyishness and show. Sure. And he did Catch Me If You Can the same year as mm-hmm. his Gangs of New York, which is crazy, but. After that, a bunch of years think, off, man, the right. Iron Mask was kind yeah, of his exactly, with. Yeah. I feel like each you know, DiCaprio became a man and the departed. Like, that's where you're I like, think okay, Gangs of New York. I think 2000. Yeah, I think yeah Gangs of New York. True. Yeah, is yeah. where it becomes. I like, like that. Oh, this guy is not just a teen heartthrob. Like he looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he looks like a man. He looks dirty. He's playing this like really um, physically difficult role and all this sort of stuff. I think it. You know. It, it's going to take something like that for Holland, I think, to truly break out of of that. Well, he got super dirty wow. in The Devil All the Time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it didn't really dusty. So super dirty. Such mud all over his face. <laughs> a movie. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he, he's trying. So, like, you, it'll, it'll, it'll happen at some point. But he's kind of, he's the, <laughs> he's the 180 of, of John Hamm, who I'm pretty sure looked like he was 45 years old when he was in kindergarten or whatever, but it's, it's kind of the opposite for, for Holland and that's a blessing and a curse, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard. I think for him to, to find the right roles to truly break out of, of being seen as, you know, almost a teenager. Cause he just, he just looks like such a young person. I mean, I, you know, there's nothing you can really do about that either. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, this I, is a huge, huge win for PlayStation production, Sony, you know, for sure. How the fact that this movie came out and (laughs) right after a Spider-Man movie that was super successful with the fans made everybody happy. The Tom Holland. I mean, if that movie had sucked and pissed everybody off, I mean, I don't know if anybody would be super jazzed to go see another Tom Holland movie right away. And so they banked on that success and Having this, I don't know, c- come out all at the right time is just mm-hmm. pretty unbelievable when you think about how many, I don't know, decades they've been trying to get this thing mm-hmm. uh, this thing out there. It seems like we're at a point in time where any movie that is Tom Holland, like the trailer is Tom Holland falling out of an airplane, <laughs> and like that's the movie. It's got to make a hundred million dollars, and it just so happened to be the Uncharted movie for Sony this time around. And they're like, yeah, "Holy, holy crap!" That. Yes, and they're just this movie's already in the green. I mean, it's been out for like a week or whatever, and it's already made, made yeah, a ton I, of money. It's like they're, they're, they are just like. But I feel like if if this movie was just a, uh, I don't know, uh, it's just some random movie with Tom Holland falling out mm-hmm. of an airplane, it would have made the same amount of money just because this is kind of the place we are and the hunger we have right now is Tom Holland uh, action movies. And so this fulfills that void for us. Okay, yeah. What were you saying, Ryan? Oh, I was just going to say I was surprised. Uh, my theater, I went on Sunday at noon and my theater was completely packed, not one yeah. empty seat. Wow, yeah. And I was surprised. I didn't think uh, it'd be that big of a draw. Yeah, I think Especially the property helps a little... Right, yeah. totally, totally. I think Good the property weekend. helps a little bit, Kent. You know, I, I, do you yeah. think? 
I, I think do. it, I mean, I I think think it might I, help like, a, know, like in this case, like a 30, 40% maybe. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I would say. Yeah. I, you know, this, this made what 50 ish million dollars in, you know, uh, domestically. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that, I think the property was worth somewhere between, I mean, who, who really cares at the end of the day, but, but somewhere between 10 and $20 million, something like that, I think would, mm-hmm. is partly like, I really love this, this series. This series started in in two thousand seven, Ryan. Yeah, I think, something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I remember like playing it on. Ago. This was one of the first games I played on PS three when I when I got my my PS three, and um, and it was a really fun experience. So you you do have some like, hey, this has been building for fifteen years. This is the series I really love. I'm gonna go see it, whether I'm excited about that or not. I you know who knows. I know I I don't want to get us on a I don't want to get us on a tangent, but. I think I'm the only person, definitely in our Discord, that seems to be excited for this Halo series <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Um, I think Halo has has some fun potential to uh, be something. I, have you seen the trailer to this? I think it's, uh, what is it, The Last of Us, Brian? Yeah. I have, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That looks like um, it could be freaking great. That's going to be interesting because... Yeah, it could be good. Yeah, because that that series there's that game was so well received narratively it's it's the same company that made oh okay naughty dog yeah i'm looking yeah nice and it seems i mean it is a movie it is a movie Mm -hmm. to its i mean and the second one i hated i hated playing it was just such a it was a major drag to me but it was incredible looking and it was even more dedicated to uh being a movie sort of wrapped up in the box of, of a video game. It was, I mean, a lot of, of scenes and, and, and really well shot stuff and sequences and all this sort of stuff. Yes. That's going to be, I would, oh, it's the guys to get I mean, Chernobyl. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and it's a series, right? It's not a movie. Yeah, It's so HBO. It's, I think it, it's harder to yeah. compare to you, but like that will, I would be kind of surprised. And Ryan, you, you tell me if you're, think- if I'm wrong, cause you're more of a gamer, but I would be kind of surprised if that doesn't end up being like the gold standard of, yeah. What's his game. name uh, from the yeah, Mandalorian? Is in it right? Pedro yeah. Pascal. Uh-huh. Isn't he yeah. the lead? He's getting like six hundred k an episode or something too. Yeah. Wow. And he's great in the Mandalorian. He is. He's he's a he's incredibly charismatic yeah. and has so much presence and stuff. So I think he'll he'll do a great job. Uh, he'll do a great job with that. But yeah, that, those those games are are really impressive just from a, a visual and storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. If, if not. The gameplay. Here's uh, here's always been my thing with video game movies, though. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, Ryan. Uh, you know, comparing Uncharted the game to the movie. Yeah. Because what I've heard that makes video game movies so hard to translate is that you're taking an active medium, video games, and turning it into a passive medium, movies, mm-hmm. where you're actively participating in the story in a video game. And, uh, you know, you're taking that away for Uncharted, where you're just sitting there basically watching a cutscene for two hours. And so yeah. it's a lot harder for people to be invested or to say, oh, man, it was better than the game because the game is so you're invested. You know, you are experiencing that story You're you're making things happen. And so where did this rank for you? Like in terms of, I don't know, the excitement you got from the game versus the excitement you got from watching the film. Uh, I definitely wouldn't say it's perfect by any means, but out of most video game movies maybe all of them uh very rarely is there ever even one one set piece or one action 
moment that actually feels like the game usually mm-hmm. it's just you know they're just throwing everything at it it's just it's just an action scene it's not like a video game in any way but in in this movie there were a few times where it actually kind of took the spirit of the game and put it on the screen in a way that it felt like the game which was which is nice to see because I, I haven't really seen that in any at least any of the more recent uh ones that have come out like tomb raider or uh Geez, I can't even think of the ones that were before that one. Uh, Assassin's Creed, like those kind of oh, ones. Oh, gosh. Just, oh, yeah. Just well, not yeah. great. Warcraft but, uh, is what I thought of. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that as well. Yeah. But there were, there were some uh, action pieces and set pieces in this that did feel, uh, gave you the feel of the game. So mm-hmm. that, that was nice. But uh, definitely room for improvement. Yeah, they worked in a lot of little sequences that i mean you could call them easter eggs if you wanted to but it was a whole bunch of like hey jump up there and do this thing you know and that was just straight out of out of the video game like the sequences like they might as well have just popped up a hit x you know at the bottom of the screen or something like that i mean it was a ton of okay reminded me a lot of that alicia vikander tomb raider 2 where a lot of those there were a lot of action scenes from that movie that were a lot of nods to the game yeah that were just straight out of out of the games um which cool. Was, you know, it's. I mean, that was a cool movie. Yeah, Brian and I yeah. ride for that one still. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the solid, the new Tomb Raider. You know. mm-hmm. yeah. Are you doing a sequel yeah. to that? I think so. I yeah. think so. I think so. So I have a few uh, vacations planned, but after that, I think she's gonna. <laughs> <fill up. laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's the. I mean, look, it's not hard. I, let's let's get into. Mm, let's do the reception of the movie at the end. What, what did you all think? We've talked a ton about Holland. I'll just throw it to you guys, Richard Kent, to start this. Uh, Richard, we'll go to you first. What, what did you think about the, just the overall vibe of the movie, the treasure hunt aspect, the national, the national treasure of it all um, that, we're, that we're doing here? And did it work for you on any, any level, or are you in the same camp as what seems to be consensus of, of reviews of this no good? Um, I like this genre of movie. I... Um, weirdly watched both National Treasures um, mm. in when I was in the cabin in January. My wife and I watched them. And uh, weird, I remember seeing those at the time and thinking, meh. And then seeing them again later on and thinking, actually, these are kind of fun, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And I rewatched it this time. Didn't care for them at all. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I flipped again. I'm, I'll try them a fourth time. Maybe I'll be into them again. But I do like this sort of adventure drama. I like Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, not any of those awful sequels. But mm-hmm. um, I kind of like this kind of adventure thing. You know, I uh, I thought coming into this, I, I this is one where I really struggle. I hate the hype machine sometimes doing this. The, I thought the promotional materials and marketing and trailers, et cetera, for this were on the whole terrible looking. Same. Yeah. And because That's the same. movie was better than that, I wonder, was the movie good? I don't know. I'm still, <laughs> I, it was two days ago I sure. saw it and I don't, I still don't know. I'm kind of hoping to talk through it with you guys because sure. I, I could be swung a full letter grade probably in either direction mm-hmm. of where I'm thinking. So it's one of those. Um, but I will say, yeah, I didn't, I did. I, as someone who is not afraid to be quite miserable in the theater um, <laughs> and relishes that, I wasn't. So there's that. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? <laughs> Kim, where, where were you at on this? I was, I was kind of the opposite. I was, I, I, 
I, I like this movie too, but I found it to be pretty, I don't know, pretty by the books of what you would expect sure. this yes. to be. You oh my God. I, I looked down at my watch at one point. I'm like, oh, surely this is over. It, I was an hour into the movie. I'm like, oh yeah, my, it was oh a my watch gosh. for me too. Yep. This was, this was a, this is one that I don't, I don't know if it was the pacing or what, but it just felt like it lasted forever. Uh, I don't know why all the clues in these movies have to be like why every treasure person left all the clues in limericks and and, and, <laughs> right. and, and, and riddles. Yeah. You know, we have to solve the riddle to find out where the next clue is, and then we we'll have to solve another riddle. Yeah. Like this is yeah. the yeah, least efficient in, way. In- 1408 or whatever when it's it's like i mean anyone who finds this yeah. is probably going to die within the next year or two anyway so i mean are they really going to have time to track this back to to spain or the philippines or whatever else probably not I we could probably just write this down i would say some of the schemes to that they actually like the basically the national treasure type schemes you know the steal the declaration of independence type thing here with the the auction mm-hmm. right it's yeah. so the way it plays out is so so like Holland's just flailing around and then out of nowhere Wahlberg grabs a jacket out of just mm-hmm. I guess there was a loose jacket and he just grabs I think his it jacket the, was reversible. I think that's what happened. It was, was not it? shot well because I had the same thought. I was like, hold on, where did he get that? But looked like it was, I'm pretty sure he, like he just he grabbed it as he was jacket. walking by and I don't yeah, I don't be, know. That was it was a very be. weird. Yeah, like they didn't think out. Okay, we need. We need our tentpole scenes in this film to be really smart. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, the no, tentpole theme, not, scenes are yeah. there, but they're not smart at all. They're so mm-hmm. dumb. Like Tom Holland is just hitting people over the head with a beer bottle or, a, you know, <laughs> a liquor bottle. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. your action scene is just him pushing people around in a bar. Um, I mean, it's like they spent all their money on the, the two plane sequences and then this giant pirate ship sequence at the end of the movie. I don't know what that was about, uh, but they spent all their money there. And then everything in between was just so boring to me. Not funny at all. Like the, the little moments between bonding moments between Wahlberg and, and Holland in the movie are solely and and Drake were just pretty cringy all around. Not, not good writing. And uh, this, this is the epitome of, is it a script that we can shoot? Great, let's do it mm-hmm. because yep. it's been so yep. long, and that we just at the place where this movie has to come out because yeah, we've been we literally announced this thing in 2010 <laughs> and yeah, with David O. Sure. Russell. And I uh, mean, we see this a lot coming on and do you know however many episodes we've done at this point. There's a lot of movies in which the script is is the kind of the last thought, you know, and very clearly they put. One percent of attention towards the script, and it's, I mean, and that's to some degree, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, we're not here, we're not seeing this Uncharted movie, you know, to get an Alexander Payne script or something. I mean, we're not, well, they did hire David O. Russell to write and produce, write <laughs> sure. it, so maybe they sure. were. I mean, th- that's the thing, it's like we're we we know what we're getting when we go into a movie like Uncharted or something like that, and so does the studio, and the studio doesn't really need to care about how good or bad a script is. You know, if you can make it, you're right, Ken, if you can make it passable, if it's something that's better than the average Michael Bay movie script or something. How like bad that, were the other like, scripts? If this is the one oh, that got sure. made. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. a bummer because the writing in the game is so good. That's what I was going to say. You're exactly right, Ryan. It's, it's the, 
the Uncharted games are actually pretty smart, you know, as far as this kind of thing. Why don't they get those writers to work on it or or do the story? You know, they're going to base the the sequels. It's given the um, the post credits. Yeah, it they're seems definitely like they're pulling the from the 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 move. Excuse me, the video games for for the sequels. So, you know, they they, they could be they could be better on that. So another um, franchise Holland's going to sign up for. <laughs> I, I mean, I would the think only so. movie he has coming up right now is the the Fred Astaire uh, biopic. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah. Besides, yeah, eight more Avengers. Avengers his his upcoming, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll you know we'll. we'll, we'll <laughs> We'll see. I mean, it's it's always nice to get a payday from this kind of thing. Um, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It doesn't exist anymore, and movie theaters will be franchises. <laughs> so if you want to yeah. be totally. seen on a projector, you might as well yeah. be in something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When you look um, at the, I don't know, history of video game adaptations, it's already the thirteenth all time. Well, that I mean, for sure. Look, the I looked at that list on Rotten Tomatoes yesterday, and. And the number one movie is Werewolves Within, which I didn't know was a, a video game. Um, and I'm pretty sure number two was Angry Birds 2. You know, I mean, we we have the second best video game movie of all time is Angry Birds 2. I'm look- so- oh, for the best movies? <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. just by Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at box office. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the number one, of course, is Sonic. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Number two is Detective Pikachu. And it's just oh, amazing. Yeah. You know, we're sitting there in 2019. If you nine, <laughs> 99 times out of 100, I would have told you Pikachu would make make more than Sonic the Hedgehog. But it <laughs> the world we live, unless Pikachu was just awful and it was good. I don't understand. Yeah, it, was, it was fine. Sonic Two is like maybe Coop's number one. Oh yeah, most time. hyped. Like he is for so every kid under ten. Yeah, man. He, he can't. Same. He can't wait. So we that, saw the, the trailer's trailer awesome. That before. Uh, before I took him to see Uncharted because he was off school yesterday, and I was like, "Let's let's just go do it. Let's let's go. We'll we'll leave Lindsay alone. Let her do some work today, and uh, went to see it. He had a blast with it. That probably helped my enjoyment of of the thing. I would I would assume, but uh, yeah, Sonic Two is is a very high early rating for Cooper. So we'll, we'll good to it. see another generation. Kind of skipped one or two, but yeah. another generation yeah. of eight-year-olds that are really in the Jim Carrey that will regret it. <laughs> I know. Are you are guys? They'll turn fifteen and go, "Wow, what was I doing?" It's because we won't talk about the. I mean, we don't talk about video game movies often. But are you guys mad as mad as I am about this Chris Pratt being Mario thing? No, I don't care. No, I don't care either. Honestly, I didn't even. Know I don't care that thing. he's Mario, but it's just like Chris Pratt. He's not even one eighth. Every I hope it's voice really job gritty. in the world is. Going yeah, why didn't they get Pratt. Bill Simmons? <laughs> he better just be a plumber fixing people's toilets. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Who's Mario Luigi? Luigi can be awesome. <laughs> who's, who, uh, who's, Luigi? who's Luigi? Oh, okay. uh, I think it's Charlie Day, actually. <laughs> no, I thought it was Joe oh, House. Boy. That's weird. Um, uh, Charlie Day. Not I really do think uh, it is Joe Day. House. <laughs> is, I assume it's animated? Yes. 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 That's uh, all right. I think it's called uh, Mario, just called Mario Brothers mm-hmm. or something. It's not super. They're definitely going to work in a minion or something, though, right? It's Illumination, I think. It's yeah, it's the uh, yeah. Uh, Illuminate. Yeah, but it's Chris Pratt and uh, Charlie Day in the in okay. the lead. So I'm well, way more beat down by Charlie Day than I am Chris Pratt. How offensive will Chris Pratt's Italian, Italian accent be, though? 
No, as long as he doesn't do one, who cares, yeah, right? I mean, does he? Did, I mean, yeah, it's not really an accent. I mean, it's in the games, so I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't really. Can't wait for the backlash. Huh? They don't oh, care. Jack, Jack Black as Bowser and Seth yeah. Rogen as Donkey Kong is pretty rad. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, I'm Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. I don't think I know. <laughs> I don't know anything about Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey yeah. Kong sucks. Um, uh, the <laughs> you, know, <some> you suck. <laughs> yes. Okay, Ryan. Last, and then I. I'm kind of done. We can get on to grades. I. I will say I had a good time with this. I thought it was very stupid, and I understand why it is not. It's not like an A plus kind of movie or something. I'm a little surprised at how bad the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, me is, too. Given how kind of innocuous so much of this is, mm-hmm. I guess like it feels very. What were they expecting? Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. But I, I had, a, I, I mean, I had a fun time. I thought some of the visuals were awful and looked way. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right, Richard. I thought the, the, um, some of the material, the advertising material, the trailer was fine. I wasn't anti the trailer. It just, just didn't have a good look to it. I felt like the, even like kind of the font on the poster and stuff was a little bit off. Yeah. And, and it stuff looks like, like that. Uh, but, yeah. It's 90% audience score, which is cool. Right. So people are digging it. Eat it, you know, coastal elites, <laughs> critics. But uh, yeah. but you're right. It's like I texted you guys last week. I was like, based on the market material, I was surprised it was as high as 40. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now after seeing it, I think 40 seems a bit low. Yeah. Yeah. It seems th- this seems like a 50, 55 percent movie. To me. I bet it will and be over sure. the next two years. Well, I'm going to review. Uh, I'm going to yeah, make that are. part of my uh, my mission in life. Um but I, look, I thought it did a fine job, Ryan, and we can wrap up and grade it, but I thought it did, did a fine job of, of sort of playing to the spirit of the games while, as we mentioned, not being nearly as smart as the actual video games are. But it it, it, it left me... I like adventure movies. I like... The, there's not a lot of them. We don't get a lot of this kind of, of adventure movie very, very often. And um, so I thought it kind of hit the right... I don't want to say hit the right note because it it wasn't that good, but it was like it was in the ballpark anyway for me, right? It it, it left me at least feeling like yeah, you kind you got it, you understood what what the, these games are, even if the finished product wasn't quite what I may have hoped for uh, ten years ago when it was when it was announced. But where did you come down on that? Yeah, so th- there's two things that I'm just gonna mention that uh, kind of bugged me, but. Uh... I, I really feel like this. Obviously, this movie made a, a ton of money, so it was the right choice. But I, this movie definitely needs to be a PG thirteen going forward mm-hmm. instead of PG. This um, was PG. Yes. Holy moly! Yeah, it was. Oh, it was PG thirteen here. Yeah, oh, okay. PG-13. Up in Canada, I guess we're a little more loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like the scene where she, you know, kills the supposed to be the main bad guy there with the, the mm-hmm. slash yeah. or whatever. Uh, not great. Sure. Um, we had then, full nudity. Is that? Oh no, we, we had none PG up for us is, oh, is, is one. That's... You only get one boob though. Okay. <laughs> Not two. Is that why all those? I don't really follow the. Is that why all those truckers are protesting? <laughs> uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you at this point. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride up here. Got it. But uh, hey. and I was also really bummed that uh, Antonio Banderas was completely wasted. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Completely wasted. I'd love to know what his contract was because uh, he didn't get a whole lot of work in. No, there. Um, it's like a couple yeah. scenes, yeah, yeah, it's a couple scenes, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, other than of, that, yeah. What do you think of Wahlberg as as Sully? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, they should, he should have just been called Mark Wahlberg because that's all. It, that's yeah. who he was. But uh, wasn't he kind of canceled? From, from what I, I don't know about that, yeah. but I remember reading that he was actually supposed to be Nathan Drake, like originally, and then yeah, he, just he, he kind of emb- he has so a little long. bit of the em- the embodiment. It's just it'd be a very Bostony. Yeah, in two thousand and eleven. He would have been the Tom Holland choice of sure. put his name on it and it's going to make X mm-hmm. amount. Cause yeah, he he was right okay. There. And I, I don't think he was really sully at all, but at least him and Holland had some chemistry that kind of worked. Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had fun with it. It wasn't great by any means. Um, but it, you know, when Coop wants to watch this again or it's like on the background or whatever, it'll be fine. It, it, it was, it was a reasonable action adventure kind of movie for me. Um, so I'll go, I'll go straight B. What about you, Kinto? Yeah, I'll go B minus on it. It's kind of where I felt it was certainly not the worst video game movie I've seen. And, uh, you know, passable, I guess if this is going to make, they're going to make four of these, five of these or whatever, that's fine. Mm -hmm. feel bad for Holland because I feel like he could be doing something better with his time. But here's a question for you guys. Rank your Ruben Fleischer movies. <laughs> oh, Zombieland boy. One. I was just looking Zombieland, at it. Zombieland 2, Gangster yeah. Squad, 30 minutes or less, or Venom. Yeah. What, Obviously what about- Venom at the bottom. <laughs> Venom dead last yeah. for Brian. Venom. Yeah. Then gangs of- uh, my favorite is Zombieland, and Zombieland Double Tap was pretty strong. I will say yeah. I was yeah. impressed with those. And then... Ooh, thirty minutes or less is better than Gangster Squad, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, go with. I love Aziz in that. In that movie, how, I was convinced how, how Aziz was Venom... gonna be the biggest movie star of all time after I saw that movie. Do you and see the news he today? Not. He writing and directing a movie with Murray, Bill Murray. Oh, I can't wait. He's a great director, man. That's awesome. Freaking uh, mo- yeah. uh Master of None is very yeah. well well directed for sure. Ryan, what were you trying to say? Sorry. Well, I was gonna say. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage has mm-hmm. 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. That How's that possible? Circus joint. Holy. 76% too high. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I agree. Uh, B minus for me, though. Really, okay. B minus for Kinto. I got a B. Richard, what about you? I'm going to go B minus. Okay. As well. Yeah. Ryan, finish this out. Uh, I'd probably give it a B minus. I mean, that, that totally. I mean, like I said, I didn't expect this to be, I wouldn't have expected this to be 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. I'm not stupid. Um, but it it was funny watching the, the, when I went to see the movie, I'm pretty sure it was, it was sitting at like 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I thought, this is not a 37% movie, in my opinion. This is, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And, um, this will be a big player on cable uh, reruns. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. this, I mean, TNT. in the old days, this would this is like a TBS Saturday yeah, afternoon oh, for sure. movie, on, you know, and to the extreme, to the extreme. Those, uh, that Marvel checks too expensive. Let's get the uh, B team Holland. Yes, right. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got potential too. Just like that uh, new Tomb Raider franchise, they're good enough that they can build on it and get mm-hmm. better as they go. So, well, the reboot yeah. of National Treasure is going to knock this thing down a peg. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait till I'm. I mean, truly though, more of these movies, action adventure movies are yes. fun. Let's let's do. Let's get back to doing that. I mean, and 
120 million, you're right, Kent, like seems a little high given what we see on the screen, but that's also a lot cheaper than some of the other movies that are getting made right now. And I don't know. It feels like a feels like a pretty decent chance of 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 a good return even in a post-COVID world. They they I mean, this kind of feels like a theater movie to some degree too and that that That's cool. Yeah. I think that that translates okay, you know, relatively well like as far as return on on investment. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see, but these these movies are fun. Let's let's do more of this kind of thing, I think. More of this and more uh $40 million movies that make $6 million that are just for adults. Um, that's what we want here at Mad About Movies. Okay, bees across the board. Uh, let's uh, let's hit a little uh, weekly recommend here. Weekly recommend. Kent, why don't you start us off, man? All right, I'm going to recommend a documentary that I saw. Should I do a funner one or a... Uh... I don't know, more more serious one. Hmm. Go with what you feel. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I'll go with the more serious one because I watched it more recently. Um, this one's called Downfall, the case against Boeing. Okay. Oh, yeah. I want to watch is that. Is that good? So do yeah, I. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It's about the 740, 737 MAX uh, controversy or, I don't know, basically the crap that Boeing was in over the past uh, five or so years where – they had multiple planes crash in a six month span, uh, which rarely happens nowadays. Right. And um, yeah, it's just about that, why it happened and kind of the FAA investigation behind it. And uh, really interesting, man. I can't believe Gibney didn't get the rights to do this, or maybe he's going to mm-hmm. do one, but it seems like a prime Alex Gibney type uh, subject and very well done. Check it out. Um, nice. I wish it was longer, honestly. It's only, I don't know. 80 minutes or so, but, uh, yeah, I wish it was like a series or something like that because it's, it's a really good, really interesting story. And I'm sure it's, it's ongoing, it's continuing, but, um, crazy, man. I, I had forgotten. I, I followed it obviously in the news, but I mean, obviously you go take a deep dive into something like that. It's uh it's crazy. I come from a aviation background family. Mm-hmm. Both my grandpas were, one of them worked for the FAA and one of them was in the air force, uh, for a lifer, you know? So, um, man, crazy, crazy. Um, I, I'm just blown away at the aviation in general. You know, the fact that there's like 20,000 planes in the air right now going, <laughs> flying around. And, um, mm-hmm. the fact that it's all just like one corporation kind of controlling, uh, airline safety and all that is, uh, pretty startling. So for insight Come into on, that, check Air out downfall. success, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> Airbus is a Airbus is a big part in this uh, doc. You'll uh, check it out. Nice. It's a uh, downfall of the case against Boeing. Um, <clears throat> I got a buddy that's out this a year. really hardcore Boeing loyalist. So Ron Howard sure was I, a Ron Howard produced this, uh, by the way. Nice, so, nice. There you go. Yeah. Definitely gonna check that out. Okay, good recommend, Richard. What do you got, man? Yeah, I've got a book. Um, kind of outside. Every once in a while, I like to read something kind of stretched the comfort zone a little bit. And this was one, I don't know why I bought it, but I did. I bought it like a year or two ago. And then it's just been finally Kama Sutra. I mean, yeah, <laughs> had it on the wish list. Finally. And can, I can't wait to try a few things out. With Talk you. about stretching your comfort zone a little bit. I mean, yeah, literally, exactly. Literally. Um, this is a book called dream cities, seven urban ideas that shaped the world. It's by Wade Graham. It's like a, um, like kind of brief history slash architectural guide of city planning. So cool. it's everything from like 
you know, the brutalist blocks of um, apartments that are in like New York and a lot of Europe and things like that to Frank Lloyd Wright and um, the, you know, expanse of suburbia um, to malls to um, neoclassicism, all these kind of um, architectural and city planned ideas, the kind of brief history of the architects and engineers and everything that invented those ideas and and then kind of their relevancy both good and bad um contextually within the history of the world how they changed the world so uh pretty interesting book uh enjoyed it i think all of you i think a lot of the listeners would enjoy it and uh, that's once again it's by wade graham it's called dream cities so it's a great i would say kind of a good 101 into that world um Hmm. Which I don't know how much deeper I'll go, but I, I found the book really interesting and really easy to read and all that. So very narrative. Nice. You know, nothing too crazy. But you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I never really thought about that. That is what all those buildings look like. And that's why they all look like that and in that area, et cetera, et cetera. So hmm. very cool. Awesome. That sounds cool. I, I dig. I dig. I have an uncle who who was an architect and I was really into it for a stretch in my I don't know, preteen or early teen years. It was, there was a moment where I was like, this might be the thing I do. And then I was like, I'm not good at math. So that may be a problem, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I dig. That's cool. That's a, that's a infrastructure interests me. So, which is yeah, definitely a good way of saying you're almost 40. Um, Ryan, <laughs> did you, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this. Did you prepare a, a weekly recommend? I did. I had one on hand just in Look case you. I wasn't You're sure, but yeah. uh, it comes with experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, it Terminator or is it the... Um... <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah, I'm going to recommend you go watch the Predator and have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... yeah. Especially the social commentary parts. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> really upbeat. Uh, no, it's a true crime documentary. It's a four-part series. I think they're, I think they're about... 45 minutes to an hour long each part so it's about four hours uh it's called the uh, ken and barbie killers have you guys heard of this nope i no. don't think so huh. it's uh uh two people up in canada uh husband and wife that uh were complicit in some murders up here and it's a pretty famous case up here you guys have murders up there i know it's <laughs> shocking right it's the only one <laughs> but, uh, that's why yeah, there's a documentary yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, basically there's some interesting legal things that happen. Um, and they don't know that the, uh, the wife is in on it and they end up cutting Mm. a deal with her and then they find out after the fact that she's actually complicit in everything. And yeah, it's just an interesting legal story and some crazy twists and turns that happen in there. Yeah. So it's, uh, Ken and Barbie killers and it's on discovery plus if you have that. Okay, sweet. Very nice. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, have either of you got, have we recommended Murderville to this point? Have either of you all? We haven't, but I've seen them all. Okay. We've talked about it off the air, but we haven't recommended it. Okay. Yeah. This is a, this is a heavy recommend. So I'll go light. I'll go with Murderville. Uh, Netflix, six episodes. Um, the bit is, uh, (laughs) they bring on a different guest every, every episode. It's 30 minutes. They're all, I mean, so they're really short and it's, it's solving a, a murder mystery, um, with, um, oh my gosh, who's the lead? I just lost my, Will Arnett. Boy. is that with Will, Will Arnett? Arnett? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. I was like, not Will Forte. Come on, Brian. So, 
Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, Will Arnett is the plays the chief detective. His name is Terry Seattle, which is a great, great fake uh, detective name. Uh, and every episode, they bring on a a special guest as his new co detective or his partner, and uh, they try to solve a ridiculous murder. And so it's like Conan O'Brien, Sharon Stone, who is actually like pretty great. I would. She's also on it. Guess that on seems yeah, like a great Conan. hang randomly in it yeah, too. For real, for real. <laughs> um, Kamal Nanjiani was the the star yes. to me of, of, and then Marshawn Lynch also the football player. Yeah, for that one was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but the whole bit is like everybody else know, I know you guys know this, but for the listeners that don't, it's, uh, everybody else has a script that they're working from, at least a, a, a vague outline of a script, except the, the, the guest. So they have no idea. So it's fully improv from their part. And then Arnett and some of the others are also improving as they go, which is pretty, pretty hilarious. And so they just have to, they have to react off of what the, what is being presented to them by Will Arnett. And he's doing very crazy things and, trying to set them up for failure in many ways and uh or at least to be you know <laughs> to be embarrassed and uh and then they have to solve the murder at the end so they have to, to decide Do a stupid walk <laughs> needs to be stupider dude the the kamal episode <laughs> killed me like i was almost cry laughing i was i was laughing so hard the, yeah. the noise Dumber. that he makes while doing the walk was unbelievable but uh it was a ton of fun and it's like like I said, six episodes are 30 minutes each. I think Lindsay and I watched them, you know, over the course of like two nights total. Mm. It's already been picked up for season two, so there's going to be more of them. And I would, I'm very interested to see who the guests are going to be um, for the future episodes. But it's a ton of fun, super easy to watch. And uh, you check that out Murderville on Netflix. So some good recommends, boys. Good thoughts tonight on Uncharted. Ryan, thanks again so much for being here. We greatly appreciate you, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime, anytime you want to talk about a terrible movie or a mediocre <laughs> movie, but not a great movie. I am on a heater, movies. like Richard said. I gotta keep it <laughs> it's up. Good. It's good. It's good. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our VIP feed if you would like more of us. We are reviewing Batman Returns this week on the VIP feed. So go to batmanmoviespodcast.com slash VIP to uh, sign up for that. Get uh, four extra episodes or more every month, as well as uh, access to our Discord, where you can talk to hundreds of nerds just like you about all the movies and other things that you have ever wanted to talk about. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week doing the movie draft, the return of the movie draft. Uh-oh. Nice. Stay safe. We'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Thank you.